Brother Savala, I want you to come. I want you just to take your liberty again. Just do what the Holy Ghost has put on your heart. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I give honor to Pastor Mays, Brother Mays. I'm not sure what your title is now, but Evangelist Mays. Amen. Praise God. And uh, his family back there, Lord bless you all. And uh, Pastor Riggin and this church here, Lord bless every visitor that's here. Uh, and uh, pray that the Lord would help us here today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Can we love the Lord together? Let's do that. Jesus, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful presence. God, for your presence, your glory. Lord Jesus, God, upon every heart, every mind, every spirit, Lord. God, that you would minister deeply, Jesus. Deeply, 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 Lord Jesus, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings, I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. If you believe it, sing it. Would you praise the Lord with us? Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. One more time. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel your mighty power and your grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place again. Oh, surely there's a special touch right now. Oh, the presence of the Lord is in this place. 
I can feel your mighty power and your grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus, while you're praising the Lord and thanking him. If you really want the Lord's word to speak to you, why don't you tell him this morning? If you really want the word of the Lord to speak to you, tell him. Oh, I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Lord God Almighty. Lord God Almighty. Lord God Almighty. Oh, we love you today. We love you today. We love you today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, praise the Lord. Psalm 139, if you would turn there with me in your Bible, Psalm 139. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord for what I feel this morning. Amen. Praise God. Now, uh, as we begin to preach, while you're turning to Psalm 139, uh, I'm, just going to, um, I'm just going to operate here this morning under under the assumption, and I know that can be a dangerous deal, but since we're all in church today, uh, nobody forced any of us to come, uh, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to preach under the assumption that you wanted to be here, you wanted to hear from God, and you want to serve God. Yeah. Amen. Those, those are the three things that I'm going to uh, assume uh, that you are here for. Of all of the places we could be, all of the other activities that we could be involved in. Uh, there's, there's a reason why you came and the reason why I came here. Psalm 139 and verse number 1. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways, all of my ways, for there is not a word in my tongue, but Lord, uh, thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before, laid thy hand upon me, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from thy spirit, whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Jesus, we ask you to help us over the next little while this morning. We thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for your presence. God, have your precious way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. 
Thank you for standing. Amen, amen. This psalm is attributed to David, uh, King David. Uh, King David, who <clears throat> most of us will well know, the Bible says that he was, uh, the, by the Lord's admission, he said, I was looking for a man after mine own heart. David was a man that was in pursuit of the presence of God. Uh, David was a flawed man, and I don't have time to, to get into this, but we understand that when we think of David, not only do we think of the giant killer, and not only do we think of the man that, that he was in pursuit after the things of God, but we immediately think of his sin of adultery with Bathsheba. And then it's not far from there to also understand that not just was he an adulterer, but he was also a murderer. Uh, and so it, it, you see this, this idea of a man who is in pursuit of God and yet has such extreme behaviors. Uh, I suppose that the reason why David's story resonates so well with just about everybody in the room is because he's a reflection of just about everybody in the room. Amen, amen. It's kind of like when uh, the Bible talks about some and they'll say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I don't know if you've ever wondered about that, but I got to thinking about it one time and, and just, uh, as a matter of fact, many times, but I'm the God of Abraham. Well, Abraham was a man of faithfulness. I mean, God just said, wherever you go, that's where, that's where I'm going to give you. And, and man, Abraham just believed it. Man, he was, he was off, just off doing what he was supposed to do. And, and, uh, and a man named Isaac, uh, I'm the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. And old Isaac, man, he was a man of, of joy. And he, he undug the whales. He was a man that, that he followed well in his father's footsteps. Thank God for a second generation. Thank God for some folks that will stand up and say, man, I'm going to go in the ways of my mom and dad. I'm not going out to the world. I'm going to stay with what God's given me in my family. Then you come to Jacob, a surplanter, a liar. It's like the Lord said, hey, I'm the God of the faithful. I'm the God of those that will remain faithful. And I'm the God of those, if you don't fit in those first two groups, I'll be your God too, Jacob. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my God. I'll be that person, whoever is willing to follow me at some point and begin to pursue the presence of God. Was it not Jacob after he was caught lying, after he was in his deception and he's running away from all of his past. He's trying to get away, but he finds him a place in Bethel and he said, oh, I wasn't aware of the presence of God. I thought I was just getting away from my bad past, but it, it doesn't matter how far I run, I can't get away from it. But God still shows up and he says, I made a memorial to it. So, so David, that's his lineage. Now we see David, he's writing a psalm, and, and it's a song, and he begins to talk about where can I go from the presence of God? Where can I go from the presence of God? The idea of the presence of God goes all the way back to the beginning. For it was the presence of God that desired. He had objects. Created those with his word. 
Let there be light. Let there be, let there be fish. Let there be all this stuff. He'd do that with his word. But he wanted a relationship. He wanted, he wanted something to know his presence unlike anything else. And he made those with his hands. Amen. He fashioned humanity. And the Bible said it doesn't, it doesn't get very far into them being fashioned and them beginning to have a relationship uh, that the Bible lets us know in Genesis chapter 3 that the Spirit of the Lord came walking in the cool of the day. And the Bible said because Adam and Eve had sinned, when you sin, it causes you to want to get away from the presence of God to a true relationship with God. The Bible said they went and hid among the trees. They went and, men, they went and hid among the objects hoping nobody would see the subject. Oh, let me hide amongst the stuff. Uh, let me go try and, and fit in with the worldly things over here. Let me go try and fit in uh, with another type of religion, another thought of system. Let me just be an atheist, but I'm going to tell you, when you've experienced the presence of God, there's not any place you can go uh, to really get away from the true presence of God. Oh, thank God for his presence. Where can I go? Where can I run if I make my bed in hell? If I go to the heights, if I go to the depths, where can I go to get away from the presence of God? It would not take long today. Matter of fact, in, our, in the outreach of yesterday, I talked to a gentleman, and I, uh, I, 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 I'm saddened, and I find a little bit of humor all at the same time in some of the conversations that I have with individuals. Because... As I began to talk to him, all you had to do was look at him and see where he was and what was going on in his life. And he's higher than a kite. And, and, uh, but he knows some Bible verses. And man, he knew how to quote them. Oh, we're two or three are gathered together, a preacher. I mean, we're having church right here. You don't need a building. You don't need a this. You don't need. It's amazing to see how convoluted people's lives are. They know a few Bible verses. They're aware of the presence of God, but they don't have the presence of God. Amen. I want the presence of God. I don't want to just be aware of Him. I understand what it's like to be aware. You can talk to them. They'll tell you, man, I know God was with me. He kept me out of a, uh, from being killed in a car accident. Uh, it's like this man that you just testified about. Man, uh, I've been going my whole life never realizing, never thanking God really for the air. Uh, uh, there, there's folks, man, uh, God, uh, he's kept me out of this. And I prayed and he, gave, he paid this bill and he's done this for But I don't really want to serve that presence. I don't really want to be in a relationship with that presence. And of course today you have all kinds of variations of Christianity. In some ways that's the only thing that I wish that I could go back and live in, in the New Testament days. They didn't have all a bunch of, they, 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 not in the first century. You, you was either a Jew, you was a Christian, or you was a heathen. That's it. And so it was a whole lot of you. You didn't have Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Cosmopolitan. I made that up. Uh, just, it didn't matter. Whatever it was, you'd just be whatever you wanted to be. Today we got, well, I don't believe like you do. and I don't believe this about this. But I like the presence of God. I just don't really want all the presence of God. I don't want everything that comes with the presence of God. 
I mentioned this the other night. I'll say it again. We live in a world, they just want a one-night stand with Jesus. Just a little touch here and there. Just, well, I'm okay with the presence. Just don't let it affect my life too much. Don't let it mess around too much with with what I want to do. Are you really aware of the presence of God in your life today? You need a subject? There it is. Are you aware of the presence of God? Not just in an abstract, oh yeah, God loves everybody. We're all, I heard that yesterday, we're all the children of God. No, we ain't. No, we ain't. You got to be born again of the water and the spirit. If you ain't born again of the water, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, and you begin to live a life unto God, we ain't brothers and sisters. We're brothers and sisters in the, in the, in, in the common sense in that we're all born human beings. But once you're born again, I ain't a brother or sister no more to the world. I've been reborn. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I've become aware of the presence of God on a whole different level. That's, I don't want to jump too far ahead. I'm trying. The world, churches, it's interesting. I mean, we all got the same Bible. That's why folks can go to different churches and they'll preach the same thing and you can feel something there. You can't. There's certain things you can preach out of the Bible, and everybody will agree with it. And I mean, you can say amen if you was whatever denomination. You can say amen there. But it's the important things that we start differing on. It's those things that you start going. Well, if you want, how, how come you don't want all the presence of God? Well, my granddaddy was. See now, if it was just drugs and all that kind of. If I was talking here just about being delivered from sin. You need to be delivered from drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. Of course, there's a lot of churches they don't really believe that much anymore. Hard to preach that when the preacher's doing it. Uh, but but uh, anyways, uh, and so when, when whew, praise God. I mean, it's hard, hard to preach about being delivered from much. It's kind of like the preacher that lost his bicycle. And, uh, and he told, he said, man, he said, I, I don't know what to do. And, and he talked to another preacher friend of his and he said, I'll tell you what you do. He said, Said you, uh, you uh, just preach on the Ten Commandments next Sunday when you're preaching. Says somebody will feel bad and they'll bring your bicycle back. That preacher said, "Man, that's what I'm gonna do." So he got to preaching on the Ten Commandments, and and, uh, and so after the service, uh, his friend called. So how'd that go? He said, "Man," he said, "Well, it, it went okay." He said, "You get your bicycle?" He said, "Well," he said, uh, "Well, sort of." And he said, "Well, did they confess?" He said, "Well, no, no." He said, "I, I got to that command about adultery. I remember where I left my bicycle." That's kind of the world we live in. You do realize that's why folks don't want to come to church. Because they see they see no difference from the pulpit. Uh, they see no difference from the pew uh, than what they can find out there. But when people have really been affected uh, by the presence of the Lord, uh, it has a drawing effect. Hey, uh, I want to be somewhere where they are really delivered. Uh, I want to be somewhere uh, where there really is a new life. Uh, I want to be somewhere uh, where I'm not doing the things uh, and living the life that I used to live. So, this awareness of the presence of God, people try to run. Uh, This doesn't happen. It happens more today than it used to. I'm not going to get too far into this because 
I'm aware we got some visitors here. I made the mistake of talking to one of them. Didn't mean, I don't mean that was a mistake, but, but, but I don't want you to feel like I'm preaching to you knowing that, that you was, that you was uh, in church here. But used two years ago when folks backslid. Now, if there's any other backsliders, you just, I, I used to be one. So 26 years ago, God's been very gracious to me. But, but back then, years ago, if you backslid, you weren't going to go to some charismatic church. You weren't going to go, you weren't going to go hang out some denominal Trinitarian church. You just weren't going to do it. Why? Because I had a revelation of who Jesus is. I had a revelation of the presence of God. I knew the presence of God. Let me tell you who Jesus is. Oh, it didn't matter if you was backslid. You knew, man, I ain't no way I'm going to some other trip. If I ever go to something else, I'm going back to where the presence of God is. I'm going back to the place where I first received you. But we live in a world today that's used to a casual presence of God. Well, as long as I can check in and feel them a little bit. As long as I, I'll, go, I'll go over to this church over here. And I'll go, they're nice. Boy, they make me feel comfortable. And, and boy, you know, they don't, they, it's not about how I dress. It's not about where I go. It's not about. But see, if you have the presence of God, not around you, but in you. See, that's the object of all of this. In the Old Testament, uh, the presence of God could be felt. He would temporarily come into someone and, and for an express purpose of speaking through them. The word of was in my mouth. It was in my tongue. But it was never took over their spirit. There was momentary glimpses of what it was like to come in the future when the presence of God would no longer just walk around humanity, but one day come into humanity. That's why he says, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, because the presence of the Lord can be felt everywhere, but he only lives in clean places. He only lives in holy, separated places. Well, we live in a world where folks are trying to do their best to flee from the presence of God. But where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? So I thought, I thought when you die, it's all over. Well, sort of. If you have, happen to have an apostolic preacher around, it may not be. Because if they pray for you, you may pop back up. Now, I already told my family, I said, listen, if I croak, just make sure I'm saved first. If I'm saved, do not have anybody pray to get me back. I made it. Don't mess with me. I don't want nobody praying and bringing me back if I'm already saved when I croak. Now, if I ain't saved, you get me back. You have 15 of them praying for me. Give me another shot. Do you understand? He says, if I make my bed in hell, that's not talking about eternal punishment. That's talking about the grave. The power of this presence of God. It, it astounds me in the Old Testament. A man named Elisha, a prophet, dies. And he's in a sepulcher. But his prayer life was such, it so saturated his bones. 
the presence of the Lord was so much on him that a while later they chuck a man inside the, the cavern where he is uh, and when the dead man hits a prayer bone what was the power of the relationship of a man uh, that just walked with the presence of God? He didn't even have it on the inside uh, like we do when we get the Holy Ghost. Uh, but he so desired the presence of God. Uh, where can I go that even in death, uh, somebody that else is dead touches the bone and comes to life again? Where can I go? I felt him on bar stools. But he don't sanction going to bars. I've had friends of mine feel him in very debauched places and go running out. I felt God. I know this is wrong. But is it enough of the presence of God to drive you to live for him? See, again, I like the presence. I told you. I'm, I'm preaching under the assumption that everybody here really does desire a relationship with God, really does want to be saved, and really wants more than just a touch of the presence of God. I want the presence of God. Oh, I'm not worthy of it. The Lord knows all about Joseph Allah. But he thought I was worthy enough of it to go to a cross. Whosoever will, let him come to my presence. But if you want to keep the presence, you got to take up a cross. And you got to take it to the same place that he took it, was to the place of self-annihilation. Not my will. I want the presence of God in my life. How bad do you want it? You just want to touch? Or do you really want God's presence in your life? Well, I, boy, I like that preacher. Almost you persuaded me. The king's name is eluding me right now. Was it Agrippa that told that to Paul? Almost, Paul. The man shook. You almost got me. I feel the presence. I feel the presence. I've been around. I've preached a whole lot of places. I've seen folks shake under the power of God. They're feeling the presence. Man, their heart starts beating fast. It's not just mere emotion. It's the presence of God that's all over them. He's dealing with them. I've had, them. I've had folks feel, they come in and say, this is what I felt at home. This is what I felt over here. And as the presence of God comes, oh, I like the presence of God. But then you start talking about a commitment to the presence. And all of a sudden, uh, you, you almost got me. You almost got me. I like the touch. But I don't want the presence. I want to feel the presence. The brush of angel swings. Oh, I like that. Boy, preacher, one of the things that irritates me the most sometimes, not all the time, i got to be careful because God's people are so kind. Brother, I really appreciate that message. That really helped. I know everybody means it. But so many times, the very person that comes and says it, I'm thinking, brother, sister, I've had many visitors. Oh, man, that was good preaching. 
And I'm thinking it's not good enough because all you did was feel the presence. It brushed by you. It touched you. You walked out going, boy, that was good. Boy, he really believed what he was saying. Boy, I really felt something. But you weren't filled with anything. You learn how to feel the presence without being changed by the presence. Learn how to resist the presence and not embrace the presence. Oh, I know it's there. I remember what it felt like. But I don't want it. And so in order to, to get further away and justify we hang out with others that have been touched by the presence but not changed. And we run to places trying to get away really from the presence of God. But we want a semblance of it. The Lord talked about that in one place. I believe it's in T Timothy. He said they have a form of godliness but deny the power, the presence that would transform a life. And so what they do is they're comfortable like Adam and Eve were to argue with the presence of the Lord and still not repent. I don't know what would have happened if Adam or Eve had just dropped down and said, Oh, I'm sorry for eating the fruit. But there's no record of it. The only record we got is them, they're finally talking to God's presence. I'm in the presence. But here's what I'm going to do. I ain't going to admit any wrong. I'm going to argue with you. I'm going to tell you why I disobeyed you. I'm going to give you all kinds of reasons. I'll never repent. Here's the presence. The Bible lets us know what hell will be like. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians. 2nd rather, 2nd Thessalonians chapter 1. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? Today's world. In today's world. The things that you can go to churches and do, and everything's okay. Years ago, when I was backslid out of church, just wanted to play drums. I met some folks in a club, and uh, and so they said, "Hey, our church needs a drummer. Will you come play?" I said, "Yeah, I like you guys. I'll go play." So I was playing the drums, and after after the song service, all to see the the drummer, the guitarist, one of the singers, one of the keyboard players. We'd all go outside across the parking lot this other place. We'd smoke cigarettes for about 35, 40 minutes while the preacher was preaching. And then we'd come back over for song for the end of the deal and play. 
When he found out I sang, I did that for maybe about a week and a half. And uh, there was actually really, there was, there, was, well, there was somebody I was interested in there in the church. So I wasn't there for good reason. But anyways, I certainly wasn't there for to be saved. And so the preacher come up to me and said, I heard you sing, Joe. I said, yeah, I sang a little bit. He said, well, he said, you know what? He said, man, I'd like for you to sing. And uh, he said, but, uh, but you smoke. I said, well, is it a sin? He said, well, well, Pastor Phil, that was his name. He said, well, well, I can't say it is. He said, you'll just get to heaven faster. He said, you know, you, uh, you, you could be baptized. I said, oh, no, no, no. I said, I don't believe like y'all. I said, I just hear for that girl over there. Well, then, then I didn't play there no more. Um, and so I was, I was, I was, I was uh, witnessing, trying to. And uh, that's the way the world is. Churches, that was, that was almost 30 years ago. It ain't gotten any better. You can go to churches, get on their platforms, and be shacking up with somebody. You can go to churches and folks know you're lying, know you're fornicating, know you're in a all kinds of stuff. It's okay. It's, it's all right. We'll, we'll, you'll be all right. We'll, not you. I just want to make sure y'all are. He's all good. I mean, there's a lot of places you can go. We want the presence, but we don't want the presence to change us. We want to feel a little bit of church. Now, within that group, there's a whole lot of them that ain't like that. They really want God. They really want the presence of God. But they got preachers like the guy like Pastor Phil. Well, it'll be all right. You'll just get to heaven faster. Well, we don't want to mess with. We don't want to run nobody. We don't want to tell you that there really is a hell. There really is a place where there is no more presence of God. They'll say, they'll say ignorant statements like this to make everybody feel good. Well, Goff, we're all sinners, just some of us saved by grace. Oh, that sounds good, doesn't it? It puts everybody on the same level. But if I was still a sinner, ain't no way in the world I'd be preaching God's gospel. I ain't a sinner no more. Say, well, preacher, does that mean you, you've never sinned since you were saved? I can't say that. There's a difference between staying in sin and having a sin. I went back to none of what God brought me out of. When I have fallen, God forgive me. God, I ain't going back to that. I don't want to be in those chains. When I was born again of the water and of the spirit, I became a son of God. You cannot be a son of God, a daughter of God, and stay in a sinful state. But our world doesn't want to hear that either. So, well, man, our, their church is bigger. Certainly it's bigger. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. That don't mean that there aren't big apostolic churches in here. Anybody's definition of big is going to be different. It's not about numbers. It's about a church and the saints of God and people that embrace the presence of God that are not just aware of it, but embrace it with everything they got. The scripture said the Lord is coming back, First Thessalonians chapter 1, 
Verse 8, he's coming in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Obey not. It's not my words. It's God's words. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction. And this is one of the most sobering phrases of Scripture. From the presence of the Lord. No more feeling ever the presence of God. Thank God for every praying mama and daddy. Thank God for every praying child for their, for their uh, mom and dad. Thank God for every grandparent that prays. That may be the only reason why some really feel the presence of God from time to time. Thank God for a church we can come into. And even if I'm not living right, I can feel that brush of angels' wings. And hopefully it's enough to say, oh, God, oh, thank you for letting me feel you again. i got to embrace it. I've been gone too long. I don't want to go too long without the presence of God. But there's coming a day. There is coming a place where David writes, where can I go? from the presence of God. And the Lord God lets us know of a place where humanity will go. Those that obey not the gospel. Well, I don't see it that way. And my, my, my church don't preach it that way. I, I, I'm sorry, I can't answer for them. What, what will you do with the word of God? That's not how my grandfather does. That's not how, okay, I, I, it's fine. I, I, I don't care how good of a person they were. Goodness is not a qualification for going to heaven. God's not impressed with anybody's goodness. We was talking to the gangbanger and the drug dealer and the motorcycle gang guy. We talking about, well, we, everybody, oh, they need God. Boy, that's, hmm. And they do. But what about the folks that are so conceited? And their pride. They ain't never done drugs. They ain't never done this. They ain't never been there. They're good family people. Man, we got respectable jobs and we don't need this. They're in the same danger of hellfire and a separation from the presence of God as anybody that does the most heinous acts of sin. And there's coming a day. No more presence. Oh, that's going to, I've heard folks, boy, in hell, that'll be the greatest prayer meeting you ever heard. No, it won't. It's not in your Bible. It'll be full of what the world's already full of now, only there will be no restraining influence. There will be no presence of God. The Bible said they will be weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. They ain't going to be praying. It'll be hate on total parade. There's no going, oh, I want to be saved. No, 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 you missed that opportunity because you'll be cursing the same God you had the opportunity to be saved when you were alive. You had the opportunity to feel his presence in that early morning hours, brother, when the presence of the Lord would just come in. You'd feel it in your car. You'd 
There's times you're driving down the road. Oh, when I was a backslider, I'd feel it from time to time. I deal with backsliders differently because I was one. When somebody really comes to their senses and gets tired of it, you don't have to be jerked and channel you. God, I'm a nothing. I don't even know if I'm even worth I don't even call. I, I know exactly what the prodigal son felt like. God, I felt your presence over in the bar stool. I felt your presence. I don't even know why you're dealing with me. I'm broken. I ain't nothing. There ain't nothing like I thought. I don't even know if I could be saved. But here I am, God. I'll do whatever I can. That's been 26 years ago. But you got to come to a place where you're tired of the fake and you're tired of the emptiness and you're tired of all the garbage. I said, God, I'm tired of touches of the presence of God I want the presence of God and to the sinner when they finally realize they're a sinner it don't matter how well of a good sinner they are or a bad sinner when they finally come to that place I felt the presence but I I want the presence so, Brother Saval, how do, I, how do I know when the presence is really making entrance into my life? The very first place is as the Scripture tells us in the book of Acts. Before we go to Acts chapter 2, turn with me to Acts chapter 4. 3, rather. The presence of God to come into an individual. I'm not speaking right now. Everybody in this building right now feels the presence of God. If not right now while I'm talking, you have felt it throughout the service. Feel the presence of God. What a blessing that is. I can't recall too many folks that I have met, maybe two, that cried, Pastor Regan, and said, I can't feel What's wrong with me? One of them was a, a man that had backslid. Kept rejecting, rejecting, rejecting. But that's a very rare occurrence in this life to meet folks that cannot feel the presence of God. But we're going beyond that now to having the presence of God. Verse 19 of Acts chapter 3 says, Repent ye, therefore, and be converted well preacher how do I get this presence you got to repent well I don't do this and I don't go here it's kind of like the, the young man that, that in this story blows my mind the young man that came to Jesus the Bible said he came running to Jesus well that's some passion that's somebody that's interested in serving God he came running and he bowed He's down on his knees. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go with you. The Bible said it's only one, if my memory is correct, it's only one of two places that the words are used that Jesus loved an individual. We know he loved it, but, but it's actually recorded that he loved an individual. The Bible said he looked on him and he loved the young man. And he said, hey, son, don't do this. Don't obey the commandments. I can't remember all the ones he listed off, but he listed off several. And the boy goes, all those I've kept from my youth up. The Lord didn't call him a liar. 
Evidently, the young man was telling the truth. What a testimony. Wow. One thing you lack, son. Hey, you're you're going to have my presence with you all the time. One thing you lack, son, and you walk with me. Oh, let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone. Just one thing. That's it. Ha-ha, I got it. Ha-ha, I got it. Go ahead. What is it? Sell everything you got and follow me. Uh, a man that ran to Jesus, fell and worshiped Jesus, had obeyed all the commandments. One thing. One thing from having the presence of God in your life, not just around you. What one thing stops you today, sir, ma'am? Oh, if I was talking to the drug addicted, if I was talking, oh, man, well, yeah, that makes sense, but, man, I'm a good guy. I, I, I love God. I, I do it. Fine. But one, one thing is stopping you from really having the presence of God. The Bible said, repent ye, therefore, and be converted. Oh, I wonder what would have happened if Adam and Eve had really repented. I wonder what would have happened if Cain had repented. Cain, sin lies. It's crouching at the door, son. Presence of God's talking to you. It's lying right outside the door. But unto you is his desire. Meaning you got control of it. Don't yield to it. You don't have to go that way. Yeah. I hear your presence. I feel your presence. I'm willing to live with the consequences. And he goes to a land of Nod, away from the presence of the Lord. I wonder what would have happened if Cain, I'm sorry! Repent you therefore and be converted. Repentance is not just a momentary, I'm sorry. But it's a change of heart that says, I ain't ever going back. Yeah, but what if you fall? What if I fail again? What if the same thing trips me up? Get back up. You don't have to be ensnared in it. Uh, man, oh, hallelujah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of us. Uh, we've repented of something, uh, and we've fallen it some time over and again. But we got back up and so said, I ain't going to get trapped in it. It's not going to ever be a habit again. I'm moving through. And finally, uh, sometime down the road, we can look back and say, man, we ain't ever fallen over that again. God gave me deliverance. Why? Because your presence means more to me than anything. It don't matter how many times i got to repent. I'm going to keep doing it until I'm converted. And the sins are blotted out. The times of refreshing. There's times of refreshing here right now. Oh, I know that there's some folks... Well, I know who this applies to. You might be shocked at who it applies to. Well, there's some obvious ones. But again, I don't force because God don't force. The presence is here. How much do you want it?
times of refreshing coming from the presence, from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing. God, I'm willing to lay down any relationship, any job, anything that will stand between you, your presence, and me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around, please. Nobody going outside right now. The Holy Ghost is moving all across this building. If you know that the Lord is speaking to your heart, and I know this is general, he's speaking to all of us in a very general sense, but you know, I, I, I need more of the presence of God in my life. I, I'm not satisfied where I am, preacher. There's some things I see, and, and I'm, I'm going I'm to change. I'm going to repent because I want, I want the presence of God more than anything else. If you feel that way here today, would you just lift a hand quickly all across the building, everybody that would. Amen. All right. Thank you. Now, Jesus, you saw those. You saw those that even did it a little bit, God, because they're not quite certain what I'm going to do next. So, God, there's hesitancy. But, Lord, I'm asking you over the next few moments, God, that your power would draw. God, that these words would echo in their spirits, in their hearts, whatever their decision is throughout the rest of this service. God, they would not be able to get away from these words. No matter what they do, where are they going to go from the presence of the Lord? We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Would you stand with me and everyone that would? Again, just assuming that everybody here really wants a relationship with the Lord. Would you just lift your hands to the Lord? That's just a sign of surrender to him and his presence. Come on. Jesus. Jesus, your spirit is dealing heavily right now, God. Where are you going to go, Bam? Where are you going to go, sir? Where are you going to go from the presence of the Lord? Ah, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, if you want more of the presence of God in your life today, I want to invite everybody that would just come on up here to this altar. Come on, ask somebody if they want to come. That's include our guests, our visitors, everybody that does. 
Come on, we're all in this together here right now. God, I, I want more of you, Jesus. God, I want your presence in my life, God, deeply, 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 deeply. Oh, I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. Here I am, Lord, here I am. I give all myself to you. Here I am, Lord. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. That's right, church, come on. The Holy Ghost is dealing with some of these here right now. God, we can't make anyone respond to you. God, you won't even make anybody, but God, let your presence be felt in such a mighty way. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. In your presence. Come on, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. God, I'm tired of emptiness. God, I'm tired of the questions, oh God. Lord, I want to be full, oh God. Full, Lord God, of your righteousness. Full, oh God, of your joy. Lord, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. That's right. Oh, hallelujah. Surely the presence, surely the presence of the Lord is in this house. Thank you, Lord.